Hey everyone, it is Haley once again to welcome you to another episode of The Hideous Laughter. So, right here at the top, I have one thing this week. We have our second, very second, Zone of Truth Live this Saturday, the 9th. Live Zone of Truth is available to our $10 and up Patreon tier. So if you're interested in being part of that live and getting those priority type questions and answering some questions live as they're happening, all of that is available if you are a $10 and up or whiskey neat Patreon or higher. I highly recommend it. It's pretty fun. That's all I have this week. So I will welcome you to episode 126, Home Atone. and things that go boo, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 126. And we're out of Abaddon! Woo! Yay! Yay! Wow. It didn't take you guys too long. Get out of Abaddon. But we paid a high price. I mean, what's the price of Eclipse's life? It's priceless, but will the effects will be long lasting. <laughs> Man, I think I just saw Steve's eyes flash to start going into calculations though there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I ran the numbers and uh, they came in. This was a waste of time. <laughs> well, if you think about it, priceless means that it doesn't have a price. So what's the cost of Eclipse's life? Almost nothing. Costless. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I disagree. <laughs> you put it like that? Recalculating. Recalculating. <laughs> so, Haley, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm just drinking some uh, like hydration drink tonight. Well, just like... How I feel about having Eclipse back. I'm disappointed. But you know someone who isn't disappointing me tonight? Brooks. Because I can see what his drink is. Because he's <laughs> drinking it out of a strange receptacle. What you got over there, bud? That's right. I have a bowl of whiskey. That's right. Uh, Adam from STF mentioned it. Or suggested it. And I, the whiskey that I have of choice today is a Templeton Rye six-year. And the great thing about a bowl uh, is there are many different ways to drink out of it. Yeah, so, oh. <laughs> a lot. I like that technique. The, yeah, you can, kind of you can hold that. it by the lip or you can have it cupping, like you can cup it. Yes, <laughs> kind of. Like a normal cup. Just seems like different ways to hold a bowl. There's <laughs> wow. ways you can hold a bowl. I mean, I guess you could drink out of a cup similar way, but you definitely can't out of a can. That's fair. <laughs> Steve, what you got? Hey, Griff. Uh, yesterday, I found out that Wolf's Ridge delivers for $4 all the way out to my apartment, way out in the burbs. So I picked up some fantastic beer. I spent way too much. This one's called a, yeah, I said it. Um, it's a milkshake IPA with a little bit of strawberry and lemon in there. 
Um, I'm very excited. Uh, the stuff that you can order online from them is like the stuff that you would get on tap, not necessarily just the stuff you'd find in the grocery store. So it's my first time trying this beer. That is important. They've got stuff on tap. Oh, that slaps. That's so good. Who, baby? Well, speaking of someone else that slaps, hey, Emily, what you drinking? Hello. Today, I have Christmas Pickle from Urban Artifact. <laughs> it's a dill pickle Christmas beer. I was so excited when I found these in the store. I, I like Urban Artifact, and I like pickles, so here we are. So how how close to actual pickle flavor is it? It's it has a good pickle flavor. It's it, if you were to taste it, it's pickle forward, but it's not so overpowering like you're actually drinking pickle brine, but it's it's just like pickle beer. There's no Christmas. Pickle it, forward, not pickle back. A pickle forward. Yeah, it's a real pickle forward. It beer. is pretty it is pretty good. Do you know how, do you know how I know you, you would like that? Because okay. there there was a 4th of July, not this past year, but two years ago, when I think you drank half a container of pickle juice at my house. I, <laughs> I really were, like pickles. You were enjoying the day. And that was the height of gasoline clean <laughs> <laughs> It was a gasoline clean night. I came back downstairs to half my pickles gone and also half the juice gone. Well, yeah. And then what, Brooks? And or Tim, one of the two was carrying a Pedialyte bottle around. It was just a sight to see. It was like a Pedialyte bottle, but there was like, like, al- there was like alcohol Pedialyte. in the Pedialyte bottle. Yeah, I I know that was a party I missed because I heard all about it. And you guys sound like real scum. <laughs> <laughs> what I have to do, keep you guys in line. Well, what happens when I leave? Speaking of pickle forward, hey, it's me, Griff. I saw that one coming. <laughs> I'm drinking a White Claw Mango. Oh, how I've missed them. They haven't been in the grocery store lately. Don't know why. They just get cleaned out every time. So I think we need to roll off right now. Mm. Team. Not me. Ugh. I have the pleasure of drinking this. I'm Thank you, Adam. Middle of the road, 10. I got a 16. I think I'm good. You said you're boned. What do you yeah, got? Three. <laughs> Same. Same. Oh, oh, we're rolling for hard liquor drinks now. <laughs> no, that's only a once. Oh, that's ooh. Okay. Or, or if you're lucky, like you got a fifteen. I got a five. Ha-ha! Still in it, baby. I think we should amend the rules to if you if you lose the roll off, you have to drink two Patreon drinks. No, no, oh. too fast. No, because what's gonna happen is I'm gonna get some atrocity. We're going to get back to like another heavy Tristan block. <laughs> it's going to be rough. Listen, if we burn through them too fast, we'll just put them on the payroll. <laughs> Churn out drinks. Come up with drinks. Come on, yeah. come on, come on. So when last we met our heroes, we got Eclipse back. Yay. Nice. Very nice. The party made it out of Abaddon and got back to Thrushmore. Uh, Tulia, our... Our friend for the past 10 episodes or so has gone on a quest with Jimbirian the Loud, the young adult lunar dragon. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so we'll check back in on that later. But the rest of you have taken a four day detour and 
right now you need to be following the dark rider from the whispering way that was already ahead of you and you know made it to Threshmore, and then who knows where so that's where we find our heroes what are you doing well i know that last time we talked about going shopping and uh my lovely friends saved all of my money from last time when eclipse couldn't shop before so I have shopping to do. She just missed the shopping cutoff. <laughs> We're just glad to get the uh, gold weight off of our sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so Eclipse is going to go shopping. Uh, the rest of the party, I mean, you have some items potentially to sell if you wanted to shop a little bit as well. I'm sure you don't ne- have nearly the gold that Eclipse will have. There were some pretty expensive weapons that we uh, came across in the maze so we can sell those and we'll get a pretty good amount of money for them keeping a lot of stuff that we found though because a lot of it was pretty uh, pretty effective for us Freya's gonna need to do some shopping as well though yeah I got a couple odds and ends I w- I'd like to pick up um, but that's that's really it And we, I mean we do have to prepare really to stock up on the consumables yeah that's that's exactly where my head's at too Brooks it's like there's I know how much gold we have to spend and it's not enough to get me something that I'm really wild about so I, I also want to stock up on a couple things just to get us through what we know about where we're probably going to be heading so Lasco I believe didn't we teleport into a, into a Lasco yeah or next to one I think a different store. Like a store that also had an outdoors section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So in order to get our loss code discount, I know we left the store because that's where we diverged from our, our two new friends. Um, it's probably out in the streets, I would imagine right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, Eclipse, it seems you have some money to spend. I have some as well. Uh, I think we should go back to Losco. There's a Losco franchise here, by the way. Oh man, there's one here. Unfortunately, we did not save your discount card. Oh, uh, it was we in my backpack the whole time. We had to leave a lot behind. Did you? Did you at least get my backpack? I knew we were forgetting something. It might still be there. No, you have my backpack. <laughs> we're gonna rule that you have my backpack. Well, you got your backpack. <laughs> Sorry, roll me a percentile. <laughs> I'm no. kidding. We have the backpack. Yeah, you go back to Lasco. Um, Uncle Marty is there. He's oh, hey there! You, you guys are back uh, sooner than I expected. I uh, sold you a bunch of cool stuff last time. Who's your Who's your new friend over here? I, I'm I'm Eclipse. They bought all the stuff here to come save me. I'm pretty sure that's probably where they came. Got everything. So hi, hello. I've got lots to spend. Perfect. Glad you brought me a spending customer. What can I do you for? Cliffs will start the process of removing her armor because she would like to get it upgraded. Sure. I can do armor upgrades. I can do any other upgrades. She just wants to go from a plus two to a plus three armor. Okay. But then also, she's going to remove the top hat. She will be requesting another upgrade. Okay. To make it a headband vest intelligence plus four. All right. 
can do on both fronts. Upgrades, baby, upgrades. How about the rest of you? Are you buying anything cool or are you just buying some mundane um, supply type stuff? Uh, on my walk over here, I drew up a list of some wands here. Uh, the budget is very tight. If you have uh, partial charges, I will take them. And he, ha- he hands a list. Yeah, Eclipse walks up and down the aisles while she's waiting for her armor and headband to be done. She finds a, some sort of beat-up wand and asks about partial charges oh, as you, well. You found our used wand section. We got all the all the famous brands, a uh, couple used Hitachis. We got some... Damn it, uh, you beat me to that show. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so the, sure, you can you can buy partial wands. Waiting for you to finish that sentence. <laughs> Fucking sniped you on it. Can it even be like less than ten charges? <laughs> oh, you want you want some of those uh, really? ancient wands? I cannot stress how tight the budget is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could get some um, very partial wands. I don't mind. Clips looks through the restoration area of the wands and finds the oldest looking one and buys one for seven charges. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a sad bundle of seven wands. Each have one charge. Oh, you're looking for our one shooters. Our one hitters over there. She passes it to Freya. <laughs> Freya, you have seven wands of, of restoration, all with one charge. I'll mark it down that way on my sheet. So I'm just over encumbered with. You know, it'll be wands. great once you use them all. You can uh, you can have some kindling for a fire. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised we didn't find this in the camping section. <laughs> That's all I have. Yeah, I just had a couple wands. It's the same deal. I need them cheap. <laughs> he, 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 he hands you a wand that looks like it's a staff, but it's just. It's Whittled. just a couple wands taped together at the end. In my younger years, I also played wizard staff. Although it was quite different when I played it in the Mwangi. <laughs> <laughs> I know where we're going. Uh, all right, we have an idea of where we're going. So I uh, bought, bought myself a ring of swimming. Oh, ring of swimming. Smart. Freya is tr- attempting to keep to herself not uh, touch too many things in the store but she does gravitate towards a pair of just mundane gloves and she is gonna buy those some gloves and a mask (laughs) yeah uh, she doesn't want to infect anyone when she's trying to heal them so she can wear gloves to help protect others so far it sounds like uh, both air bears item seems camping adjacent uh you know if you're on a swim trip and then again gloves mundane gloves also camping adjacent is this all store camping well we also have a we also have a pretty prolific water recreation section (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh some what you call uh, floaties we, 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 have uh, we also got the, the water walk spell, which works kind of the same. Zia, <laughs> where we are going is... Well, it will be much deeper than the sewers. So, unfortunately, the, I do have to uh, have the ability to swim much better. Mm. It's a life aquatic for my nephew. 
Oh, the the fall is going to be so matted. You guys are related? Well, yeah, all of us. Like all all rat folk? Don't you know? <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it's a well, it's a long chain, but yeah, it's uh, it's no big deal. How do you Pretty. guys? If you're all related, how do you? Is it just inbreeding? Yeah, you know, very, like once well, you get past cousin, it's not it's not bad for the gene pool there. Yeah, I mean, geez, that's what I. And when we need to, we start a new Lasco. <laughs> Are all Lascos your family? Eclipse was not here, just for reference. It's a little column A, little column B. Oh, all right. So more than 10% discount, right? For family. No, I mean, uh, at La- here at Lasco, we like to treat our customers, our valued customers, as if they were family. So <laughs> we're giving you the family discount there. <laughs> it is a large family. It is understandable. <laughs> so you guys do your shopping. Um, there was some talk of maybe some atonements. Yes, and the atonement, at least for Freya, is going to require shopping at a a different type of store. She's looking for some uh, local seeds that, if they grow, will produce food and incense, herbs, all local to this area. And while uh, we're in the shops and kind of like walking back and forth, she's going to be trying to get like a feel for the community here and um, how it fits together if there's like a general sense of unease or if it's like a pretty happy community sure Uh, you could roll me a knowledge local that would be nice if uh, she had knowledge local you can roll me like a sense motive as you walk around town okay that works 20 yeah, with a 20, I would say you notice people eyeing you suspiciously. Uh, the the whole party, really. It seems like people are a little shifty in the streets. Anyone could actually give me an odd local about Thrushmore if you wanted to. I think that's a job for the boys. I could try. Don't you miss all those Tulia knowledge rules? A little bit. 14. Don't worry, I'm here for you. That's a 37. Yeah, with a 37, you would know that likely the people of Thrushmore are shady because they have a history of cult activity in this town. They're... All right, so I'm thinking about two different things. Are they wary of cult activity or they're shady because they're all cultists in some Uh, way, shape, or form? You you would think a little of column A, a little of column B. Those that aren't cultists would probably be wary of those that are, and those that are cultists are likely secretive and um, and keep to themselves. Yeah. I guess as we're moving through the crowds in in the marketplace and such, um, let's say say Matumbe is next to Air Bear, and he kind of leans down. Be on your guard, my quick-handed friend. The people here are distrustful as uh, are as distrustful of us as they are of each other. 
I've heard little about Thrushmore, but it seems that they have had their problems in the past with cults until infiltrating their society. They may be wary of us and our influence if we were to belong to some sort of organization. You would also know that the cults here, unlike the Whispering Way, which you would equate to a cult as well, the cults here are rooted in old god worship. And further, I, I mean, you got a 37, you would know that island that you saw mm-hmm. when you approached the town for the first time. That was actually a site of way in the past when the town was founded, a site of cold activity. Yeah, so he would pass that on as well. We probably haven't been here long enough. Well, definitely haven't been here long enough to figure out which cult is, say, like politically in power but is there a specific cult that we can maybe pick out or see that is say like the authority figures here or try to find out um i would i would allow a knowledge nobility for that to um to you know you kind of want to know about the leadership in thrushmore right Oh, baby. We're going to be putting that on the board with a natural 20. That's another 37. I have a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I love going off against Matumbe. Yeah, it's always worthwhile. Winning battle, for sure. So you would know that the seat of power is in this kind of decrepit old fort mm-hmm. in near the center of town called Fort Halecourse. Okay. And the town's mayor lives there. He is Tillis Paget. He's kind of like the magistrate here. What's the name of that fort? Uh Halecourse? Halecourse. Halecourse. Uh and you would know that nobility check that at least the mayor and his men are not cultists or not known to be cultists uh you know they were put into power by the county versex after uh they they were like installed as leadership here so that they could so that the the count here could continue to collect taxes and that kind of thing okay so he's kind of a figurehead for the the greater versex government Okay. Uh, yeah, bureaucrat, but that's not necessarily a bad thing in this case. Uh, certainly a lesser of two evils when we're talking about old god cultists. Um, so Matuma is just going to continue on with their bear. Do you know much of the old gods, their bear, or the old ones as they're called? What I do know is very little. I'm afraid I know little too, but it is, it is, I believe, intentional on there, and they are beings. Some say from beyond the beginning of time. Perhaps holdovers from a old universe? I know little about them, but they are from far, far away. They are very powerful. Some say as powerful, if not more powerful, than the gods we worship here on Galarian. And their cultists have a hold here in Thrushmore. However, I don't think we have anything to fear from the local government. They may be figureheads, but not necessarily nefarious ones. Well, 
I am thinking that it's possible we can use them in some sort of diplomatic way uh, rather than uh, or they are certainly willing to be bargained with in some fashion at the very least it won't be another Estovian situation I'll tell you that right now <laughs> <laughs> who is that? oh we have a lot of <laughs> to do <laughs> so you've shopped uh Freya, you've gotten kind of a the, at least an idea of what the community is like. Now you're looking for some local flora. Yeah, local produce, local seeds. Uh, just someone very rooted in, uh, I guess, growing and selling food here would probably have uh, what she's looking for. So that's what she would go for. Yeah, you do find uh, a cart in the center of town. No farmer's market? There, there's, there's a farmer's market, but this cart seems to have a crowd around it. It's a um, man a- who is selling <laughs> fruit in various shapes. Triggered. <laughs> like square melons and and. <laughs> I attack. I look for a ne- nearby siege weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you you would find at the at the farmers market several people selling seeds of of local plant life. Uh, actually, here a lot of the plant life is aquatic, or at least kind of can work with both, like. Um, like there are edible mosses and that kind of thing that kind of grow really well in the swampy environment around Lake Carthen and at the banks of uh, the river. Yeah, that's really what she's looking for. So she uh, would pick up just a variety of uh, edible plants and seeds at these at these stalls and now that there's like more of a crowd and more people around uh, is she noticing any unrest or uh, like any any of the merchants trying to swindle people I don't know what, what check I mean, you, you want me to make you, you would imagine that the well make me a knowledge nature 12 You'd think that the prices for those shaped fruits are absolutely outrageous <laughs> for the for the amount of you, you know that all you have to do is grow a fruit inside a wooden frame and it will grow to that shape. And he, you know, this merchant's really treating it like it's, uh, you know, God's gift to fruit. It's a novel idea, never heard of before. Mm, okay, but other than that, I mean, you don't. You'd probably have to, if you were if you were trying to look for some sort of bad person, you'd probably have to actually ask around town and maybe gain some townsfolk's trust. So you could do like some diplomacies to gather information and stuff, but that might take a little bit. Ah, uh, okay. Well, if we're at this market, uh, Air Bear would definitely uh, grab some some fish for dinner sweet 
I mean, uh, yeah, fresh fish. I I need some stuff. Yeah. I need some bones. Bones. Is there a temple of Phrasma here? Or a shrine where I might find some bones? There are uh, plenty of bones in this fish here. We can have a small cookout of some sort. Okay, it's actually not a bad idea, but I mechanically need to spend 2,500 gold. <laughs> On bones? <laughs> On fish? On bones. Uh, We're getting human bones. Yeah, <laughs> that price point. Um, no, it's, it's the spell thing. I just got to spend... 2500 on something it's the consumable yeah consumable uh, bones. Matumbe, you would no. think that while you probably aren't gonna find a grand temple of phrasma here um, presumably because of the cult influence but um, there's definitely a butcher I'll take that and you could you could easily I mean He'd probably be happy to, you know, debone all of his meat uh, for a price. Yeah, for twenty five hundred gold, throwing some incense, we'll call it a bargain. Um, Eclipse would speak up at this point. We've spent twenty five hundred gold on bones for an unknown reason, and have spent a significant amount of time walking around the city when we're supposed to be like in a rush. So at this point, she's like. Like, the first one, she's like, all right, whatever, I guess we'll let it slide. But now we're spending a bunch of time and money buying bones. She goes, Matumbe, Freya, like, don't we have some sense of urgency? What are you doing? We have to get going. We've already wasted so much time saving me, which thank you, but what are we doing? I am spending money for a transgression that you made several months ago. Finding you had a great cost to those of us that had to make the full journey. We need to clear that stain off of us if we're able to continue. You may be back, but there are some wounds that need to heal before we continue on our quest. Or this will all be for naught. We must atone. Right now. I'm not in connection with Erastal. And the lady has left me. Oh! Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Then yes, this is 100% priority. Okay. What, uh, what can I do? Nothing. We have what we need now. Allow us to rest and reconvene with our deities. I can only do one atonement today, and I can do another tomorrow. But it will take some time. So you're at least spending... A night in Thrushmore. Uh, b- before they end a conversation, uh, Matuma is just going to say, Freya's a resident woman of the cloth. I, may, I must bear my burden for another night. Feel free to relieve yourself of your sins, and we can speak on the morrow. Would Freya use her... Does she have to use her gun to cast the atonement as well? It's a weird... Like, that the is first a- one, yeah. Yeah. Shooting holes into the ground, planting seeds into the bullet holes. <laughs> we're, never go- we're never going to get the security deposit back. On the room. <laughs> Imagine she goes somewhere she's with gonna, dirt. Yeah, she's going to go outside in nature to do her atonement. Well, then is is that what we want to do? 
Are you going to go atone? Yeah. She doesn't have enough time to delay. In the, in the back of her mind, she has the urge mm. to uh, to to spread what she brought back from Abaddon. She wants to be touching people, coughing. She wants to spread the contagion that she has. Um, but for now, she's holding it in because she doesn't have enough information to know uh, if she was going to try to take someone down with a disease, who to who to go after. So she will wait, uh, but she will she will prepare for her atonement spell. Freya takes her incense, her herbs, and her edible plants to an area kind of a little bit out of town where she thinks these plants could thrive. So since they're kind of semi-aquatic, she'd go to a moist area. She takes out her gun, which is her holy symbol that has helped her get to where she is right now and allowed her to leave Abaddon. And she clasps it in both hands, looking up towards the sky. Thank you for answering my prayers. I don't think I'd be here without you. I will forever be grateful for what you've done for me. Thank you. And she'll press the gun into the dirt five times in kind of the in the shape of an arrow, kind of spacing them down. And then she'll put the gun away, wipe off or wipe off the dirt, put the gun away, and then she'll plant her semi-aquatic plants and kind of cover them up a little bit so that they have a chance to grow and she'll take some of the other edible food that she has and kind of put it together uh, a little bundle as an offering and again uh, this time takes out her bow holding it and her original Erastal holy symbol with the butterfly wings I'm sorry for what I've done and for what I had to do to get back to this plane. I did what needed to be done. I was still in accordance with many of your teachings, but that plane stained me and I cleanse myself now so I can be connected again. And she lights her incense and just sits in peace and starts praying for the community here that uh, the cult will not overrun and they'll have a, a strong economy and that the fruit salesmen won't gouge the people of this town too much. And she'll spend an hour in prayer. And as she prays, her vision shifts. She hears the sound of the sea on a bright, sunlit day and as we pan down on the waves we see a small wooden vessel a rowboat and in the boat are two figures one is an older grizzled man with an eye patch the other 
an elven woman with shimmering hair like starlight. And they sit in the boat and rock. And the man picks out bait from a tackle box. And suddenly the, our vision shifts. Freya, you feel like you are the lure on the fishing rod. And old Deadeye looks at you before he casts the line. You sink beneath the waves, feeling the faint tug of the line as you settle deeper and deeper beneath the waves. And then you hear something in the water. Fishy, fishy, going in the dishy. Make me big and strong. So when daddy comes home, I can swim along. It gets darker, but you can still clearly make out the shape of Lyra. Deep in the water, she looks different. Different than you remember her. You remember her as a child. She's a woman now. You remember her looking more human than this. But she has scales and fins and it's at this moment that tentacles rise from the deep with a sound like a gunshot they whip through the water and up you on the lure and Lyra just inches past you with the tentacles rising to grab her you manage to clasp her hand and feel the tug in both directions from the line and from the deep and then you gasp back to reality Freya takes a couple deep breaths processing what she just saw and she'll quickly head back to the rest of the party to share this information with them Uh, so when she connects back up with them maybe we're at a in or something. Freya was gone for a little while at this point. Yeah, I'd say you guys probably didn't in. The Jolly Gilman. Great. There is no place for me to cook the fish. This real tragedy. I will uh, go back to the room and uh, I don't know, maybe start in the freezer or something. It's got a freezer. What's a freezer? <laughs> it's also got a plate. Ice box of something. Uh, My room just is a pile of straw on the ground. I don't know what kind of VIP <laughs> service you got. <laughs> the Lasco Disco? <laughs> this is a Lasco brand hotel. <laughs> no, but actually, I, I go back and. Uh, as soon as the the door closes, he digs into this fish, completely raw, and uh, wipes his mouth and uh, is satisfied, but he he doesn't quite know why he he 
absolutely needed to dig into the fish right then. But he did. Raw and wriggling. <laughs> so when you're saying raw, do you mean alive or dead? Because normally when I would think raw, I would think a dead fish. But you seem to keep emphasizing fresh, which makes me question what you're playing at. How is the fish alive? <laughs> exactly. That's a, where I want to just you know, double check the you meaning You have it in here. a bucket instead of in a... Carrying it around all day? Well, they can. They live quite a while. Fish live quite a while outside of out of water. So you so did it's alive. alive. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's just much creepier. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, back to the people downstairs, though. I guess if yeah. you're just chowing down on a fish. Um, Fred. It worries me that you see this this image of Lyra in a difficult position. But it is rather in line with what Desma Des I'm sorry. It is rather in line with what Desna prophesized in her own vision, is it not? It's very much the same. I think it means we're not too late to save her in some sense, or at least save others from coming to the same fate. But we are in a struggle. There is a time crunch. I think we'll need to move forward quickly and be prepared to fight these beasts. They don't want to give her up. Agreed. But if history is any indicator, Desna provided the vision of the dead overrunning Feldgrau. And we won there. There's no reason to think that we can't win here, too. Whatever the fight may be. Especially now that I'm connected with the Rastal. It feels so good to be back. And Freya, um, in addition to gaining her connection with the Rastal, uh, Atonement does also uh, correct her alignment shift, so she's no longer true neutral. Um, she's good again. Neutral good. That's good. Mm-hmm. So she's feeling a little bit more back to her normal self, but uh, she still is contagious. Gross. Gross. Mm-hmm. But while, uh, while some of these things are being said between Matuba and Freya, Eclipse would sit a little confused. She would chime in. I mean, whatever you saw, it had it wasn't really Lyra. Lyra. It might have been, I don't know, some s- sick, twisted illusion of her or a piece of her. But it's not. It's not her soul. That refused to go anywhere besides its final place, which I doubt is here. Did you see her soul then? I have, I have strong connections with many spirits. I asked them to see if she wanted to stay with us. It was a long time ago, right when she passed, and she said no. And she went to her final, final place, and she did not join us. So I just, there's no way that this is Lyra. The point of order here is that she did not join you. 
That doesn't mean she met her final resting place. I believe if we are interpreting these visions correctly, she did not find peace. I do not believe she is in another plane of existence. I think she's stuck, or trapped, or corrupted. But I do not believe she is where she was intended to be. I just wonder if these visions are showing us illusions or pictures of Lyra, the body, and but not Lyra as Lyra. So I wonder if there is something part of this that isn't really her. Shit didn't look right when I saw her just a bit ago in my vision. If there is some semblance of her left, it's been warped. She's not the same as she was in life. There might be a small fragment there, but I'm afraid we won't find our friend. I agree. Whatever is left of her is warped or twisted. If these, if, if these, these visions are proven to be true. Troubling news indeed. I think it's time for me to retire upstairs. You may continue your conversation, but I have plenty to prepare for tomorrow. Matuve takes his leave. Freya does, uh, after Matumbe leaves, she'll turn towards Eclipse. You do seem to have a connection with the spirits. A mighty strong one. That, that one that we just saw when we rescued you. He didn't seem too nice. to get to know him he's not he's got his own reasons but he's also not as bad as everyone thinks how long have you had him this whole time close to three months or so I noticed he seemed to have a pretty strong effect on Matumbe or at least I think that was him when we were in Abaddon. You say you haven't had him for too long, and it's not too bad. Does he have that effect on you, too? It used to be a lot worse. But we talk a lot. We've come to some agreements. And I think it's been a semi-beneficial relationship that I... I don't think is harming anyone. So, yeah, there's a small effect, but he also makes me stronger. He works with me, gets me out of tight situations. We're gonna need every bit of advantage when we're fighting this cult or the Whispering Way. But we do need to be honest with each other. And we need to stand united. Is he gonna get in the way of that? Is she going to get in the way of that? What you're asking is whether or not I'm going to be a problem. No. We've come to agreement, like I said. No matter what, so long as I get to do my half of the agreement, once it's all said and done, then we're fine. Because part of the agreement that I made with him is that everyone around me will be safe. I guess we'll need all that we can get. Just as long as we make sure we don't lose ourselves along the way. 
I know I'm not the same person that started this journey either. Abaddon has left its mark on me, and I won't be able to shake it. Maybe we can all keep each other accountable, so we don't lose sight of what's truly important. Yeah, and it looks like you learned some new skills, too. What's with the gun? Deflection. Pro move. <laughs> Fun thing about the gun. I can't really use it anymore. When I lost my connection to Arastal, I still prayed. And I prayed. But I just couldn't reach him. Couldn't connect. But something else answered my prayer. And its power came through this gun. It's a mighty powerful artifact. I think it'll maybe come in handy in the future. Yeah, to me that's something you keep around. I know and can see what's helping influence me. I can talk to it. You can't, so just be watch watchful there. But also, I'm in support of what is clearly a potentially useful thing. It helped get you through Abaddon, right? I wouldn't have made it out without it. I would have lost all my powers. Just, if you have to use it again, think, think about it because you don't know where any of it's coming from. The only benefit I've got here is I know. I know so well. He's there all the time. But I know. And you don't. That's true. All I had was a little bit of luck. Ha! I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a cool, I mean, very cool ability to have, I guess, not have now. So you're just going to hold on to it? Yeah, I can't really. I can't really give it up. I still feel connected to it in some way, even if I'm not using it to channel any power. It still means a great deal. I know what you mean about being attached to items and not fully understanding <laughs> why. Ah. <laughs> uh. Eclipse would laugh, and then she would drink another two gallons of water because I don't think she's gotten enough of the taste yet. <laughs> hey, get some electrolytes in there, too. <laughs> yeah. With that, Freya would head to bed pretty exhausted from this crazy day that we've had. Yeah, I mean, Eclipse is in the same boat here. Uh, she'll probably have one more glass of water and another little bit of food. And then probably go to the bathroom because she's drank too much water. And then go to bed. <laughs> so everybody heads to sleep. Freya, you toss and turn like the waves of the ocean. Oh, no. Matumbe, you're godless. And this voice that you've had in your head, this roommate sharing the space with you, is also gone. It must feel like a deafening silence. Yeah, it was like when uh, me and Tim went separate ways when we used to live together. It's great. Eclipse, brink of death, your friend saved you. The lopper is back, and you sleep like a baby. 
I don't feel alone anymore. Air Bear, you fare the worst this evening. That fish did not satisfy. In fact, it stoked a hunger for something living. You felt it when it wriggled in between your teeth as it died. It just made you want more. As you lay in your bed, you just sweat and sweat and your sheets grow damp. And we kind of pan up. You finally found sleep, but you're twitching. Your tail is thrashing. And we see both hands crawl up from underneath the sheets, crawl across your chest, make a little pitter-patter on the ground, move around the room, and then we fade. And we enter on Dr. Vivian's laboratory. The light dim, bubbling of concoctions in the background, the moaning and writhing and sometimes screaming of other subjects. You don't know how long you've been strapped here to this cold slab of a table. Feels like hours, feels like days. You have no sense of time down here. It's dark. It's always been dark. You're underground somewhere. This doctor has not paid attention to you, to feed you, to heal you, to hurt you. She's ignored you for all this time. You sit strapped to the table. She leaves the room for a time and then returns with two slavering undead creatures. Their skin a blotchy, purple, bruised mess. Long fangs and long fingernails. And then she starts turning the crank on your table. Brings you upright. Forces your arms outstretched. You try and struggle. You try and say anything. But you're gagged and you're forced in place. The good doctor begins by shaving your arms down, taking no precautions to keep from nicking you here and there. And then she instructs the two undead creatures towards you. And they each sink their teeth into your outstretched arms. And you feel this hot, this white hot pain shoot through both hands and the veins turn black slowly up your arms and then worst of all a sickening crunch and you hear both of your arms drop to the floor you pass out from the pain 
and you wake with a start in bed covered in sweat, panting. All you feel now is hunger. You look down, your hands are there, twitching, hungry, sweat-stained, tired, but you manage to sleep through the rest of the night. And then it's morning. All right, so so Matumbe, um, not having the easiest time sleeping, certainly not the worst of the party, based off what I've heard. Um, you as, don't know that. <laughs> as a player, what I have heard, uh, excuse me, uh, pretty much as soon as, as dawn breaks, he's going to be knocking on Freya's door because he's got some sins that he needs to atone for, and she's the only person he knows that can help her. So he knocks. Freya answers the door, and she's been up and preparing her spells and is ready for the day. Good morning, Freya. Good morning. I I, I know we alluded yesterday to um, an atonement for some of my previous activities the last couple days, but before we get into that, I, I do want to apologize for my demeanor and behavior over the last few days, to you in particular. I've been uh, dismissive and at some points outright hostile, and this may seem like I just need something from you now so I am apologizing, but no, it is sincere. Um, I believe that uh, the reveal has been made. And when we were talking, uh, I was not the only person inside my head. Now, those were my words from my mouth, from my mind. But the taint of the wraith that lives inside of me made me say some things that I regret and influenced my decision making. Uh, to, to put it in terms that a, a healer woman might, might understand the best, it would be as if uh, I did not know what thoughts were my own. It would be every every conversation that I had, every interaction I had with another person, that conversation and interaction was like a, a riddle or a puzzle to me. And I was trying to solve that riddle or puzzle after sustaining a severe head injury. My thoughts were cloudy, and at some points I would think things that I did not even know were my own thoughts. So again, I must apologize for my behavior and, and, and seek your forgiveness. Freya uncrosses her arms and looks a little bit more open. I understand. A dark presence pressuring you, not letting you think straight difficult for anyone to handle do you know now what that dark presence was I believe it was revealed to everybody in attendance I saw that spirit that came out of you and went towards eclipse I'm assuming if it had such a horrible presence in you it can't have a positive or friendly effect in Eclipse either. Your belief is correct, but what you may not know is that this was one of the spirits that we fought to banish from the prison of Harrowstone 
Eclipse, myself, Lyra Enigma as well. And that very spirit which inhabited my mind, which now again inhabits Eclipse's axe, is one that had us bleeding out on the ground. And though we thought we had succeeded, apparently it has found a way to cheat death once again. Now, you may think, as a follower of Harasma, I would have issue with this. A and I do. However, I have come to realize that this particular spirit has been an instrumental weapon in fighting the Whispering Way. So it is a difficult moral position I was put in to let this being inhabit my body and cooperate with it. It led to my falling out of grace with the Lady of Graves, but it also led to success, and I believe it will lead to further success against the undead in the future. We're in no place to refuse any weapon that we can use in our fight against the undead in the Whispering Way. We just need to keep an eye on her, and maybe on all of us, that we don't lose sight of that, that it's a weapon that we use, not one that uses us. Your words are wise as always, my friend, and I will leave you with this. That spirit left a clear taint on myself. I believe that when we parted ways, I left an imprint on it as well. However, it has spent a long time with Eclipse. And this creature, this wraith, this revenant, this nefarious being, had us on the brink of death. And she hid that from us for months. What else might she hide from us in the future? Draw from that what you will, but trust takes a long time to build up and a very short time to erode. That it does. I know you weren't truly yourself over the last few days, but just remember, I was just trying to help. This is true. This is true. And he smiles. <laughs> And hopefully I will not forget that. And I would hope that the promise we made each other at the Temple of the Moon still stands. That you will watch over my spirit as I pass on to this next life. And be the arbiter of my passing. That it does. And next time, I'll just be more forceful. Had you been more forceful a few days ago, I feel like we would have had a very awkward conversation. <laughs> but I'm glad things turned out the way they did. Now, if it's not too late, I think I have some forgiveness to find. I can help you there. We'll need to find a good place where you can be at peace. And I'm not very knowledgeable about the ways of Phrasma, but it needs to be connected to her and to your rituals. I can carry them out, but I'll need some guidance from you. 
Absolutely. I procured the instruments I need. Um, unfortunately, this town does not have a center of worship for the Lady of Graves. I would ask that you lead me to where you found peace yesterday. And I would like to... Uh, I would like to do the ritual in that same place, for there is no holy place for Phrasma for, for here. But I have everything I need and know what I need to do. It worked well for me. Hopefully it'll work well for you too. And uh, she'll guide him back out to the uh, place she used yesterday for her atonement. All right, so if if we're going to begin the ceremony, um, what, what, what Matsumbe does is he collects all of the bones that he purchased yesterday and arranges them in a spiral on the ground. He takes two slips of paper, and on one, he... Um, as someone who writes a lot in his book has a very fine um, he has very fine penmanship and he writes in big cursive font life folds the paper over and puts that on the tail of that spiral and then takes the second piece of paper and again in that same fine cursive script writes the word death folds that up and puts that inside the spiral so at the end of it in in like the the, the center. Um, if we begin the ritual, what Matsumbe does is walk the spiral back and forth they, with a black scarf kind of dragging behind him. And um, he, he chants the prayer over and over and over again. Not this year, not yet. Not this year, not yet. Not this year. Not yet. Over and over and over again, working into the spiral and back out of it from life to death. And what Matumbe doesn't notice is that as he's performing the spiral, I imagine Freya gives him his time. Yes, it takes a full hour. So during that time, uh, Freya is... Uh, nearby at certain points she's burning some incense you know if he's standing still for a second she'll touch his back um, but it takes it takes an hour so Freya you do notice this as he walks the spiral the trees move slightly enough that you look up and there are butterflies in the branches they appear to be watching as well. Matumbe, as you continue to chant, not this year, not yet, you enter a trance-like state. And I imagine it's very similar to the state you enter when you dig a grave. It's almost a zen-like state for you. And we fade to the sound of shovels, shoveling dirt. It's you, a younger you, and you're digging the graves, the cleric that sets you on your path, and your daughter, Kiza. You're digging these two graves solemnly, the first two graves you ever dug on your path towards Phrasma. And as you dig, you hit the point where you think 
It's maybe deep enough. You gather the bodies and lay them to rest. And as you turn to exit the hole, you feel a grasp at at your ankle in your daughter's grave. You turn to see her smiling at you as if nothing had ever happened, as if she'd been fine, as if she's just waking up from a deep sleep and you proceed to shovel the dirt down upon her and the cleric and you see life and death together for the first time and then you fade back Frey you notice that Matumbe's entered this trance he's still mumbling to himself, still following the spiral. This atonement's taking longer than yours did. It's like he's being weighed, like his soul's in between. And who better to weigh a soul than who he's petitioning? He walks back and forth barefoot. You see his At some point, he starts to limp, almost, just walking the spiral back and forth and back and forth. His voice grows somewhat hoarse, and finally he sits at the end of the spiral at life, and then he just kind of lays back, looks up at the sky, and you both see the butterflies rise up out of the trees and into the sky. And I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh boy. Nom nom nom. I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.